Episode 11 with Sanjay Patel, Living Your Purpose. Welcome to Live, Learn, Lead. Whether you are a new leader, aspiring to be one, or simply want to master leading your own life, this podcast is for you. Leadership starts from within, and we believe that the first step to leading in any walk of life is to lead yourself. Designed specifically to educate and motivate the leader within you, we have honest and inspiring stories of what success really looks like. Interviews with leadership experts from around the world, and personal insights from me, your host, Natalie Lockyer. Our mission is to make sure we all learn how to live our best lives and lead others so that they can do the same. Do you ever struggle with finding purpose and feeling fulfilled? Or have all the questions about how to find what exactly it is you want to do with your life? Maybe you've woken up with that feeling knowing something is missing, but you're not quite sure how to find that something. This episode is for you. We have an honest and open story from Sanjay Patel, one of my good friends and fellow coaches, who shares his story of the ups and downs of finding your purpose and passion, what you need to survive, and where you find the help and support to get there. So if you're not sure how to find your purpose or passion, this episode is for you. I have to warn you, there are a couple of expletives. They're minor, so I've kept them in because honestly, it's just part of who Sanjay is. But if you get upset by them, please scan on past. Hi, I'm here with Sanjay, who I met at my coaching course about a year and a half, two years ago now. Yeah. Hi, how's it going? Uh, yeah, I think it was. Uh, so yeah, two years. It was actually the beginning of June. I started the course and I think, yeah, it's pretty yeah. much a similar time to you. Yeah, so, well. yeah, just over two years. And you're a transformational coach as well. Surprise, surprise, being on the one same. Of, what, yeah, one of my, one of my traits, yeah. <laughs> um, and we're here just really kind of talk about a little bit about your story and what you've learned on that journey. Because when I first met you, you were recording from the very first like day one of receiving the pack and becoming a coach. Like this mm-hmm. is something you realised was a passion and you were recording your journey. And I yeah. love that and I, I was inspired by it then I'm still inspired by it now I love going back and it helps me capture some of my memories as well yeah. and kind of the learnings you've had along the way about I guess leading your life in the way that suits you and works for you and finds your passion and then we'll go a little bit into like your journey as a coach and yeah. why ignite your mind and then we'll go from there yeah no definitely I'll just ta- I'll just touch on the the docu- documenting my journey um so the reason why I did that and I I still remember to this day sitting there trying to record this video and I probably did it well over 20 takes <laughs> so my first <laughs> ever video um but the main reason why I did that is because when I was researching schools how to become a coach what you have to do all I found was these people on YouTube doing these five minute videos and it was like everything was condensed into that it wasn't actually a real journey it was just them speaking about being a coach and I was like okay so I struggled with finding something like that so I was like well why don't I just do it so that was the reason why I started documenting my journey and it really wasn't for anyone else as well it was kind of for other people because I I struggled with it but it was also for myself to reflect on and Mm. you know as you just said like you look back on some of them and I look back on some of them like regularly just just to remember my why as to why I why I joined this course and why I wanted to embark on this mad mad journey of uh, being a coach <laughs> yeah um, so yeah and I, I remember you sharing that first video as well and kind of being like 
so nervous yeah it's like, <laughs> so nervous like guys yeah. just in this whatsapp group what do you think i'm not sure where i'm gonna put it but yeah or, you know, and and then from there you've just become this like well, what appears to me to be a very confident videographer and recording yourself recording other people you've got your own podcast like it seems yeah to kind of exploded a little bit it's like anything though like when you start something you're gonna feel jittery nerves it's like going on stage speaking for the first time in front of like public speaking you're gonna feel nervous some people even do still now i still feel nervous sometimes recording videos believe it or not um but over time i've learned to manage it um you know lead from within and be able to remember the why i'm doing it and work on it you know every single week of every single year of every single month like just keep going and keep building so the more and more you do something the more and more you get used to it and then like i went and bought a camera like a year into it like a proper camera stopped using my iphone and stuff like that so you you do just i think it's like anything you know and like even becoming a coach never knew anything about coaching before i started two years on i've been coaching people and making massive transformations it's like whoa so it's anything like anything you know being it for the long term that was one thing i really struggled with though was thinking i wanted instant gratification instant results and i was not getting them but what i then realized is that when i hired my coach was like be in it for the long haul <laughs> don't be in it for the short haul i was like yeah you're so right okay fine <laughs> so yeah your coach was like patience <laughs> yeah yeah slow down just slow right down um and that's what I did. And it, it enabled me to create a, a, a really amazing space myself to really identify what I wanted, how I wanted to go about it and the direction I wanted to take it. So I actually did more slowing down. It's, it's a funny old concept, but yeah, crazy, crazy, but it did work. Makes me think, think of a song, like a real song. It's like, slow down, you move too fast. You've got to like, let the moment last. Yeah, yeah, there you yeah. go. Bang. <laughs> love I, love, I love that. It's perfect. Yeah. So, I mean, besides kind of like being mm. somebody that I bounce a lot of ideas off of and like through this journey, like you've been a massive supporter of me. I've really appreciated, like, I'd say you're part of my like coaching community and like. Oh, likewise, 100%. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I think that's so important. And I, I always say to people, like, if you want to make a change, find the tribe that will support you. 100%. <laughs> Um, so we've been bouncing ideas back and forth, but tell me a little bit about that journey before you made that decision to become a coach, how mm. it is now, and maybe some of the realizations you've made along the way. Put it this way, to summarize, the whole of my, I started uh, training to become a coach when I was 31. My whole of my 20s, I worked to earn a paycheck. I don't regret any of that because I, I take everything, you know, uh, every, you learn as you go, right? And I think everything happens for a reason. I think if I didn't do that during my 20s, uh, just doing the work, getting paid, going out and spending it on crap. And then, but if I didn't do that, I probably wouldn't be where I am today. But like, you know, I was just saying before we jumped on, like there was a, there's a story, a quick story I'm going to tell about how the world shifted. I used to be an estate agent for like eight years, eight, nine years, I think, uh, for the same company. And I left there to go into recruitment for a year. Didn't like that. So I went back into a estate agency for the company I was in. It was almost like a, I'm moving back two steps. It was very weird. I wasn't, wasn't really going anywhere, but I was trying to discover myself. I was trying to find other things. You know, you, life is discovery, right? You're always discovering new stuff. But then going back into a state agency. And then when I turned 30, that was when the penny dropped. That was when I had a moment. That was when I had a shift and be like, what do I actually want out of life? What do I actually want to do? Right. And it was that point where I started really 
giving everything to spend my time to figure out what I wanted, what I was passionate about. And at the time it was music, right? I've, always, I've been DJing for, you know, since I was 15. I love it. I love everything about music. Um, but just, just going back to the estate agent story, my old director, who I am now really good friends with, actually, he's actually got made redundant after 16 years and he started up his own business. And let's be honest, right? The stereotype estate agent is suit, tie, shoes, slick hair, you know, drives a nice car. I was one of them. I was one of them. I, say, I found them a bit annoying as well. Like trying yeah. to sell me a house that was not what I wanted. I was like, you've met none yeah. of my requirements and it's over my budget. What are you doing? Very salesy. Yeah. Very pushy. And that was the stigma that I was, I was one of them, unfortunately. And that was just what I knew. That's what I learned. But my power who's left and he was a director in the business left after 16 years, got made redundant when he started his own thing now. He now has created his own property business selling houses, but in a completely different way. And then I'll just explain it briefly. He, he goes to um, valuations with shorts and T-shirts on now. He wears a hoodie to work. He is all over social media. And he said to me, he goes, what I wanted to create for so long now, and now I've finally got a chance to, is just to actually serve from an emotional connection. I understand a buyer and a seller are, it's, the, it's their biggest asset. I don't want to sell to them. I want them to do what they want to do the best way they can, but guide them and, and facilitate for them as, as best I can. And he's just completely shifted. And within five weeks, he's he's got like an un, untold amount of properties on the market that because people are actually just vibing with him. Because he's and one of them said, Oh, it's nice to see an estate agent, you know, normal, <laughs> like a normal person, like that they can relate to, right? He's tapped um, into that kind of connection. And is he doing that right oh, now in COVID? Doing that, he's literally smashed the last five weeks. He only launched a business three in, months ago. In the middle of COVID. That's incredible. Yeah. Selling like, I, yeah, 100%. Like he's, he said, I, I can't, I'm actually too busy. I'm having to hire more people now. Um, but just going back to if I was an estate agent, that's the kind of estate agent I would want to be. That was what I would want to create. Because I, I realized that, if you're doing something that's not serving you, it's just it's just a pointless activity. It really is. You're going backwards instead of forwards. Um, so yeah, then obviously, yeah, I, I when I turned 30, I decided to move to London. Best decision I've ever made. Um, I created a whole new circle of friends. I created a whole new interest in what I wanted to do in my life. I, I think I discovered it whilst I was in London. I think that vibe that London gives you or gave me is something which I never experienced before. Um, and I know, I don't think I was, sorry. What was it like that vibe? What can you kind of describe that so we can like explain? Yeah. So, okay. So I, I lived in Brixton, uh, for two years. So I'm pretty much central. It's 10 minutes to get in everywhere to get anywhere in London. It takes you 30 minutes. Right. So if I wanted to go to a, um, at the time I was DJing, like a bar or a nightclub, take me 15, 20 minutes, the access to get anywhere, the access to people that, there was events going on everywhere. I used to go to so many events, so many networking evenings because they were just on my doorstep. Mm-hmm. It created that opportunity where I was able to meet people that I would not have never met. And I was able to create more opportunities for myself that I would never have been able to do if I was out where I am now, actually, um, which is outside of London. But it's just it's just the people, the people you can meet, the, the stuff you can discover yourself um, it's, it's, it's a buzz. It's, it's quite busy. And I like that cause I am quite a busy person. I've got a lot of energy. Um, so it's that kind of vibe where, you know, if I left work at five 30, I've got a whole evening and that evening would be like, there's so much to do right now. What can we do? What can I do? And I'd go to events. I'd go to, to, to meet people. I'd go and do stuff I wouldn't normally do five days of the week. 
after work and then weekends. It was just a constant blend of just amazing vibes and amazing people. Um, wow. You've got to seek it though. It's not, it doesn't just land on your lap. Like I could have stayed in quite a lot, which I, I did at times, but I was out, I was out there on a mission. <laughs> I was on a mission <laughs> to just, just, just do something, just do something, what I, just discover stuff really, what I wanted to do. So it's kind of like a massive exploration and then you just invited yeah. the world in by going to London. Yeah, absolutely. With yeah. open arms. With open arms. I love that. Yeah, see, I always thought it would be dangerous. So I'm, I'm definitely somebody who means countryside and green as well, growing up mm-hmm. in the countryside. Like I struggle when there aren't trees and I find London is amazing for the energy, but I always love going there and I always love leaving there as well. Yeah. <laughs> I always thought if I stayed there for like six months or something, I would love it, but I'd also be exhausted because I'd forget to take rest days. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good, good, very good point, right? So luckily, unfortunate, my parents live about an hour outside of London. So once a month I would come out of London and spend the weekend here. And I I remember this day to to this day every time i'd come back into ascot where i live uh i'd drive in or i'd be on the train in and as soon as i get off the train i'd be like ah like because it's so tranquil and quiet and yeah. relaxed and then all of a sudden i have that weekend to just fully recharge just chill out and then go back in and i'll feel ready and raring to go so i would do that at least once a month while i was up there um, that was important 100 I, I so i agree with you agree with you on that point 100 <laughs> so on this open-armed exploration of life and what you wanted to get out of it mm-hmm. how did you settle on coaching what was it that drew you into that so when I moved to London I managed to get a job in the events industry because I was into music so I was like great let me just get a job so I was a business development manager selling events uh, marketing tech uh, to event organizers boring <laughs> didn't like it <laughs> at all but, so I started that in July and I think July August September October October I called up my friend who, I'm, uh, who I've been friends with for years she's known me very very well um so we went to the pub we had a couple of drinks and I was moaning about this job I was doing I was like okay I've moved to London I've made the leap I've got a new job I hate the job I was like what the hell do I do and she said to me why don't you look into life coaching my first reaction was what the hell is a life coach <laughs> I've, never, I've never heard of one before never heard of one it, it's funny right because i was i was into like listening to loads of motivational tapes like listening to all this stuff i never actually knew what a life coach was so anyway um october november december january hit january i started researching what is the life coach what can i do what is this thing where can i learn about what i need to do with this and i spent two months um researching courses uh, in london and obviously that's how i came across animus i went to their open day and then, yeah, I signed up pretty much within two days. She called, Karen called me, she was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm in. Like, let me just get involved. <laughs> it, everything that happened, everything that happened on that day resonated with me. And my friend said to me when we were in the pub, I said, why do you, why, why are you saying a life coach? She was like, put it this way. You've helped me and my sister over the last 10 years and we will be forever grateful for that. I was like, what do you mean I've helped you? <laughs> what are you doing? She goes, just from the conversations we've had. I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, this doesn't make any sense. And then it clicked. They've been through so much hardship and so many things, mental health related, whatever it might be. And I was always there for them. I was always there to have that conversation with them. And it clicked to me when I went to that open day. I was like, right, okay. The penny dropped um, again. And yeah, so that's how it started. Mm, I love I love those penny drop moments. And I think my experience mm. for Animas was very similar. Like, 
I'd been on a bit of a journey and I'd found a few courses and I'd actually been quite disappointed by a few of the open days I'd gone to. They were very goal orientated, which is yeah. great. Some or money, but, money orientated, which like, threw yeah. me off completely. It just, you know, there's a place for that and there mm-hmm. are people who serve well there, but it was not for me. And I was like, well, that's not what I want to do. And then I went to Animas and there's this room full of people. And even on the open day, we just had some discussions over concepts and theories. Yeah, yeah. Existential discussion. And one lady like burst into tears and was like, oh my God, gosh I've just realized something after 10 years and you just you even in that room in that moment saw transformation and you saw people so willing to pick up ideas discuss them examine them from different viewpoints and then put them down again and go you know what I don't agree with it but that was fine and I was yeah. like, oh, it was like Complete madness right yeah. I, had I felt like when I went, same as you, like when I went to the open day, I thought, what is going on here? Like people are getting really, really emotional. Like things are really resonating with them. They were having the aha moments. I was like, this is bonkers. But I was like, if I could create this, yeah, this would be amazing. Like yeah. really, really amazing. And so yeah, I yeah, I, yeah, I completely agree with you. Just be, I, I think what what you said, like being surrounded by like minded people. And this is my this is my motto, and I've said this from day one. Surround yourself with like-minded people who give you that good energy and good vibe and watch the magic happen. I've said that since day one when I started my personal development journey, and I fully believe that even to this day. It's so much otherwise you're just you're fighting an uphill battle and it you need those times where you rest. You need those recuperation times, and that's that's when you need that tribe to like lift you up again, I think. A hundred percent. Like having that support group, having that support mechanism around you that get it more mm. importantly to get what you're doing and get how you're feeling about certain things that is so so important and i really stress that to all of my clients as well like to, to, to have that support mechanism around you can be a complete game changer mm, definitely okay so you were hooked you'd found your thing you're like aha i had this aha moment you signed up i like i think i signed up on the day i paid a deposit did you oh you were more keen than me then like take me take me Right, um, but yeah, and and you had this aha moment, and you found this purpose. So, what was that feeling like? Because obviously, you've gone from something's not working, I'm not happy. Then you kind of took that decision to go research and find out, and you moved mm-hmm. your life as well to discover this. And there was a lot of openness and courage, I guess, in it in that exploration. And then you're like, okay, this is this is kind of where I want to go now. I genuinely thought. I remember paying that deposit. I genuinely thought. Well, my stomach dropped. But you know that feeling you get in your stomach where it's just like pure like butterflies and you're just like almost feel sick, but you don't because you're so excited. It was kind of that feeling. Um, and I remember I, I signed up at lunchtime and I was on my lunch break at work and I walked back into the office and like obviously no one knew because I was just like kept it quiet. Um, and I just sat down there and I literally just could not stop smiling. I literally was so excited, but I couldn't say anything. <laughs> it was just like, and then after work, I called my friend. I was like, I've just done it. I've just signed up. Blah, blah, blah. And she was, she was, she was so excited for me. And then, yeah, I, I mean, I was nervous because I was like, this is a big step. This is a big step. Mm-hmm. And I think you can probably tell that on the first video I did, like I was super nervous, but so excited at the same time. Like, cause everything just, everything just felt to, to slip into place. You know, there was holes in my life and I felt like a few of them were just patched up and a couple of them were filled and I was just like this is this is this is happening but I'm going in the right direction so yeah, yeah. so what I'm hearing you, you say is once you found this thing that fit it, you knew what it was because mm. it just felt right even just with felt the right even even with the cost of it yeah <laughs> it was yeah. quite a big amount of money as oh well. massive yeah yeah 
um, you were like, this, it felt good. Yeah. I think at the, at the time, I didn't even really care about the money either. I did, but I was just like, it wasn't on the forefront of my mind. It was more like, I can, I can, I have an opportunity right now that I've created to change my life. Yeah. Right. Cause that's what it, that, that course that we did, I mean, leveled me, right. It's, it's your own journey you go on as well. It's oh, not yeah. just to, to learn stuff. It's your own personal development journey. And I think that was what was most powerful. And that was what I was excited about. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so we finished the course and we have to do assignments, get the diploma, et cetera. And then you're back in like this world. You're still working. You're still DJing. You're mm-hmm. trying to set up a coaching practice. Like what was that experience like? Uh, I, I, I dipped hard after the course. I went quiet on coaching. Um, I lost motivation. I lost my mojo. I lost everything. I didn't even want to do it. Um, I don't know. I think it was just a slow downward spike of just not doing anything not being productive and I just lost it and I remember because I finished in October November uh and we had the kickstarter in November and I remember November and then December is Christmas time so it's all a lot of festivities and doing all that stuff and that was a busy month for me anyway so I wasn't too bothered then but then January February hit and I was like right I'm gonna attack it and I didn't I don't know why I just stopped and I think it was the point where I couldn't really get clients I couldn't get any practice clients because I was doing it for free but then something clicked in March uh, the year after I hired a coach. So this is the uh, year after you started the coaching journey. Yeah. Yeah. So nine months after, nine months after I finished start from when I started the course, I hired, I hired a coach. Um, and yeah, things started to change. Things started to get back into perspective. The focus started to come back and I was like, okay, I think it was probably cause I maybe didn't believe in coaching as much as I thought I did when I had that lull. But then oh, as okay. soon as I was starting like- to, that's interesting. So in the lull, mm. maybe there was a lack of motivation. Maybe it was a lack of tribe because you'd stepped to, we weren't in the classroom with each other yeah. anymore. Yeah. And then you didn't, even though you're like, wow, this is amazing. This is what I want to do. This is my journey. This is my purpose. But I don't believe in it enough to hire a coach. Just, yeah, just lost it. I, I genuinely think exactly what you just said. Like, you know what it's like when you're, when you're in those classrooms, it's so intense, mm-hmm. amazing intense, but like you're yeah. surrounded by exactly the same people that have exactly the same views as you everyone's just clicking and I think as soon as that dropped off in October November I was like oh right and then we started to lose contact we didn't speak as much because you know when you're doing a course like everyone's like a tribe right we're just communicating all the time we're just feeding off each other's energy like you and I were (laughs) and stuff but then all of a sudden that went and I was like oh okay well what happens now and I was like okay fine I'll just give myself a break I won't stress myself out about it and then it sort of just slowly just got progressively worse um so I had to really just have a chat with myself and make a conscious decision. Like, what am I doing? I've just spent thousands of pounds on this course. I've created a, an amazing impact in my life doing this course. And I had to have that conversation with myself, like a real, just call myself out of my own bullshit, basically. Um, and that's when, yeah, I hired my own coach and things started to turn, turn tides, turn the tide. Is that the same? Yeah, turn the tide. Okay. So it turns yeah. out coaching can work. <laughs> oh god oh god yeah now now i now i know <laughs> no now it's a game changer right i mean look let's be honest like it, it at times i still think is this right mm. is this the right thing i'm doing and that's normal i've learned to accept that i've learned to realize that that's normal and i know we've had conversations before when you've said the same yeah because right? it's, it's it happens we're only human we're not like superman or superwoman like and um 
picked yeah, but, yourself. <laughs> yeah. But do you know what? Another thing is that another thing which really helped me out was me. When I say me, it was me watching me back. Documenting that journey was probably the best thing I ever did. And uh, I remember it was recently, actually, I think it was a couple of months ago, I had a really bad lull. I just, I run, I, I, all my clients had finished. I hadn't enrolled any more clients. I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? You start thinking about money, fears, anxiety, self-doubt. And I was like, let me just slow down. <laughs> let me just watch myself back. Cringy as it sounds, right? But it, I, I sat there for an hour and a half that morning, bawling my eyes out, watching myself back. I was like, that's my why. That's why I did it. And yeah. that in itself was like the most powerful, most powerful thing. Yeah. And I, I've, you know, I didn't record videos and oh, I'd love to say I'm an amazing coach and I journal every mm. day and I'm massively reflective, but honestly, I'm not. <laughs> I yeah. wrote a few journals. I've done a few videos, but I have started like recording voice notes for myself with no intention other than to capture it because I think we were talking during that lull and mm. I remember you talking to me afterwards going, right, I'm back on it again. And I think that's a really important part of the journey to share, no matter where you are, even when you found the thing, you found something Mm. that gets you excited, you feel like you fit, you feel like this is what I want to do with my life. You've connected to purpose. I think very few people talk about the fact that there are still times where it sucks, where you question it, where you go, is this the right decision? And Mm. I think that's, really normal and it's I think it'd be weird if you didn't do that yeah but I don't hear many like I don't hear this motivational talk of oh and then I questioned this amazing like transformational moment that I had here's the turning point in my life and then I never look back it seems that seems to be like I had to go to rock bottom and then I had to have this epiphany and then Mm -hmm. that was it I didn't look back and I think it's easy to forget that we're all human and we have both sides of that coin. And then I almost think we need to experience it because that low made you realize and reconnect to your why. Yeah. Well, funny that I made a video about it (laughs) straight (laughs) after. And I had to, I had to document that as well. Like going through that, I had to document it. And now every time I have that moment again, I look back at that video, that same video and I've learned so much from it. I've learned so much from it. And I'm forever grateful that I have done that. So yeah, yeah. it's a funny. It, you know, and it's it's it was the point where I had no perspective on what, how long I was in this, how long I was in this career for, how long did I want to be in this career for, how committed was I? I don't think I was that committed at times, and mm-hmm. that's what happened. And you, then I started to have the lull, and then I wasn't speaking to people as much as I should be. wasn't on my on top form as much as I should be. But then I had at that same point, I had to accept that I was at I was at that point. Because sometimes you just have to you have to accept those moments. And now I know right now, and I've done this numerous times this year, if I wake up in the morning and I'm absolutely knackered and I've absolutely got nothing, nothing in the tank, I will try and make a conscious effort to get up and do some exercise. And if I can't do that, I'll I'll sit in the office for the morning. And if it's not working, I'll call it a day. I will call it a day because I know whatever I do in the afternoon, I'm not giving 110%. I'm not giving, I'm not serving anyone. I'm not doing anyone any favors, neither myself. And I've got to look after myself in that respect. And that's when I'll go, I'll just, I'll just chill out, watch some TV, have an early night. And then the next day I'll be good and raring to go. Yeah. So you give yourself that permission to rest when you need. 100%. That's one thing I learned of Tony Robbins is like to give yourself that permission 
Mm. To, to, to give yourself that permission to accept that, you know, you're not feeling that great that day. That's okay. The bad day only lasts 24 hours, right? Well, so you don't hold on to it, right? So I think no. like, that's the other thing is accept that you're there and yeah. allow it to be, allow yourself to feel it and then and then don't cling to it. Yeah. Don't kind of beat yourself around the head with it. Because I think I, I used to do that. I used to be like, oh, well, I didn't do this and I haven't been productive and now this to-do list is not done and then you end up beating yourself up with it and that's just not mm. productive in any way, shape or form. No, exactly. And it's, it's, just, it's, a, it's a wasted, pointless activity. You're only going to make yourself feel worse. And that's one thing I've learned. And I've learned the hard way because I was an idiot. I was an idiot sometimes. And, uh, but then I'm like, only human. So I accept it now. Um, <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> so, so, oh, it's, it's funny, isn't it? Life, life's a journey. And I think one thing I've learned over the, these last two years is to embrace the journey and not the end goal, uh, not the destination. Actually, I've got a, a coaster, which my friend who I was down the pub with that time, she actually bought me a coaster saying happiness is a journey, not a destination. I love that. Uh, and I fully and, believe that. And I find it really interesting that the points in the journey that maybe are the least pleasant are probably the ones where you grew the most. hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. I think that's where some serious growth happens. Serious changes happens. Um, and I think without them, and disagree or agree with me on this without them you probably wouldn't be the person you are today and doing the things you are today for the reasons you're doing it so yeah oh definitely like I've had some stuff in life everybody has their stuff and I think Mm -hmm. you know you 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 can go back and go what if that hadn't happened but I genuinely think I'd be like a much meaner more selfish person (laughs) and they've gone through that so yeah Yeah, it's true exactly I agree I agree Mm. okay so we're now in this period where there's COVID. You're serving powerfully as much as you can. I was wondering if you would mind sharing your story about part of your why, part of your goals that you wrote down and you shared with me mm-hmm. was to save a life through a mm-hmm. conversation. Would it be okay to share that? Obviously, anonymously, yeah. but yeah, yeah, no, definitely. So I, I think when I yeah when I set out and I when I realised I had a why. <laughs> It's like, what is this? Why? This is again, like when I didn't know coaching, I was like, what is my why? What is my purpose? Right. Um, what are my whys? And I think when I first started out my business and why it's called Ignite Your Mind is because I really do want to ignite your mind. It was the first thing that came into my head. It was no, it was no real reason behind it. It was just more like, what do I want to do? What is this coaching business for? And why am I doing it? Because I want to ignite people's minds the same way my mind was ignited. Mm-hmm. So like set that um, fire in them. Yeah, exactly. And that's just, that's how the name come about. But um, yeah, there was one thing which I said to myself at the beginning of my journey is like, I, on, I'm on a mission to save life. It was actually save one life through conversation. Because I fully believe, especially with mental health, you know, I'm a big advocate for mental health mm-hmm. and obviously doing what you can in that. But especially with mental health, there is one, if you can save one life through a conversation or numerous conversations, my job's done my job's done it's not though my job's just started and I managed to achieve that within so from that March when I actually started getting back into it by the end of the year I had a client testimonial um after a four-month coaching with me she said put it this way Sanjay if I hadn't engaged with you coaching I, I would not be here today and when she said that in the call I actually didn't realize what she said I didn't really it didn't really register. <laughs> it was such a weird moment. You spoke about it afterwards. And you're like, I've just realized something. Yeah. Do you remember? It was yeah. bonkers, right? I was and like, that is so powerful. It's like the, the most powerful thing I've ever heard anyone say to me in my life. And 
I remember I was sitting, uh, I was in bed at like nine o'clock and like something, the penny dropped again. I was just like, hold on, did she just say that? Did she just say I saved life? And I was like, that was my motto. That was my saying. That was the thing I set out to do when I, when I started. I had to message her at like nine o'clock at night. I was like, could I just confirm something? Did you just say that if you didn't engage with me and coach, like start coaching me, then you probably wouldn't be here today? She was like, yep. <laughs> That's all she put back. And I was <laughs> like, like, I even get chills you saying it. Oh, oh God, I cried. I bawled my eyes out. I got super emotional for like the whole rest of that day. Um, mad, madness, madness. Um, and the fact that I did that within the first proper year of me coaching um, was was crazy, crazy. Um, and yeah, so just going back to my why, um, there was a video I put out uh, not quite recently, about a month ago. Uh, so basically, I've had a couple of people in my life unfortunately passed away uh, mm-hmm. due to mental health. And one of the one of the people that, that had passed away, she was a really important figure in my growing up years. So like 18, 19, 20, all the way up to like 25, 26. Um, very, very infectious personality, amazing person, like powerful person. But she had some underlying issues. I knew that at the time, but I was an idiot back then. This is back to my 20s where I didn't really know anything. I was just being an idiot. Um, and now looking back as to why I do this, I always say to myself, well, you know, I would love to have helped her at a time of need, but I can't think like that. It's not the right way to think because that's not my place to, you know, that's, that's just another, it's just another scenario. And that's one reason why now I realize doing this coaching, like two years on, like my why is more powerful than money, more powerful than followers on social media more powerful than friends for the sake of being friends like there's, there's, there's more, more there's more to it um yeah some deep, yeah. deep deep personal insight thank you i mean mm. i can't even imagine losing someone to that um you know there have been people in my life who, who have suffered from mental health and thankfully have gotten the help that they need mm-hmm. um but i know it's quite scary as a friend as well to not know how to help the person that you love deeply. Um, And I think that's a challenge. I think, you know, even now with all that I've learned, I think I would be the person referring them because they're your friend. You're almost too close. Yeah. Like you can be there for them. You can be open. You can be understanding. You can hold presence. Um, But yeah, that's that's, that's so deep. And I I can see that in your work and in your passion and that's gone into you giving back in the community as well. So like you said, we, we yeah. both started out with free clients. I'm actually kind of um, offering free sessions at the moment and I'm, I'm loving it. The other day, I, um, <laughs> my coach was like, well, serve your greater why, which is to improve the world. So mm-hmm. what my deeper why is to leave the world in a better place than I came into it, which is yeah. quite big, actually, because then you're like, oh, what is better? And then the scientist yeah. me is like, how do you quantify that? And I'm like, shh. <laughs> 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 But I know you connected to that and possibly maybe that's driven from your friend or maybe that's driven to another value. But um, you introduced me to Yes Futures, which is mm-hmm. a brilliant coaching charity for children. Yeah. And I remember you telling me about that journey as well. I was going, I'm exhausted, but it's amazing. That is the show. What? This is another absolute bonkers thing, which I, I mean, if you asked me when I was 20 years old, would I be doing something like that? God, no. Literally 20, <laughs> 25 years old even 28 29 if you ask me no god no 
But I don't know. There was something that just came over me. And I think it was the point where I was a year into coaching and this opportunity came up in uh, the Animus Lounge on, on the Facebook group. I think it was Robert who put in the post like, uh, yes, Futures is a charity. They help kids grow their confidence, resilience, self-awareness, etc. They're looking for volunteer coaches. And I looked and I was just like, what is this? I was curious. I was like, let me, uh, let me have a look into this. Anyway, so I started researching. I started looking at what it was about. Um, and I, I, I hand on heart can say that it's probably one of the most rewarding things I've ever done in my life. One of. Um, the power that goes into influencing and coaching children who have been selected because they are in need of building their confidence up, building their resilience, you know, creating their self-awareness, um, all of these things and going on these trips with them and doing these coaching sessions with them gave me a whole different dynamic to coaching and what it's like and how, how it can not just help adults, but really help children. And one of the reasons why I went into that is because when I read up about it and I went to the intro day and met the team there, I, I looked at it as like, well, I didn't have this when I was younger. I didn't have anything like this. And I was like, how impactful would that have been for me? And I was like, well, I've got to get involved. I, I hands down went, no, I'm in, I'm in. Count me in. So just for people who don't know Yes Futures, like, yeah. and, and possibly don't know you either, like, I recommend you go watch Sanjay's videos, first of all, because mm. they're fun and you'll enjoy them. And um, hopefully learn from them too. But you're very well presented. You're always very neat and tidy. You're always very stylish, in my opinion. And I love oh, your energy. You. <laughs> <laughs> but I love your energy. And it's, you've always had this like aura of fun and play. But I would mm. not have like you wear white trainers. I don't wear white trainers because I get the money. And like the first thing mm. I see when I think white trainers is like I can't do anything in them. Whereas you're like, oh, they look cool, right? Which is fine because that's just the difference. But yeah. I would not have pitched you to firstly go coach kids in school is one thing but then this journey of you going and coaching for a few days you know it's a couple of days a month isn't it for about six months in in a school with them in dedicated time to help Mm -hmm. them like you said build their resilience and their confidence and self-esteem and then it culminates in this weekend of like adventure play and outdoorsness and mud (laughs) that was a bit that I was like I don't know if you can do this well, it's, it's funny because, like, you build such a relationship with these children, right? You build such a strong relationship, strong bond with some of these children in these schools, especially the ones you coach directly. Um, and the first <clears throat> the first program I did was, was a secondary school. Um, and I built such a good I don't know, friendship, I don't know, just on their level. Like I'm not a, I'm not a, a well-to-do kind of guy that likes all this flashy stuff i'm rather just like down to earth and just just crack on and just say how it is and just talks you know open and freely and i think somewhere along the line i really resonated with some of the some of the students and i i, I managed to create these amazing relationships with them and really help them break through so many things and when we come to that weekend i mean i was i was pooping my pants because it was three <laughs> days i knew i wasn't gonna have much sleep i had to be on these kids 24 7 and they're they're erratic children like they're they're hyper <laughs> at the best of time but there was I, I mean I was exhausted after the three days but on the last day they do this ceremony with all the students and 
they gave out these, these awards and they give the opportunity for any of the kids. I had my own group to look after those eight children, just me, one other coach and these eight children to look after this whole weekend and do so many activities. I, I was exhausted. But on the last day, when they do the ceremony, they give out these awards, they give the opportunity to any of the, any of the students to stand up and say anything they want about the weekend, what they've learned, how they found it. And there was two in my group, or I'll never forget this to this day, I'll never forget this actually at all. There was two of the girls that stood up in my group and both of them were like, I just want to thank Coach Sanjay for all the help and for helping me push me to to break through my confidence and really have an amazing weekend. And literally my heart just sunk. And this is in front of everyone. (laughs) I was just like, oh, and then literally the the next one said exactly the same thing pretty much. Um, And said like, really, thank you for Sanjay for looking after me this weekend. I don't think I would have done it without you. And I was just like, did you cry? Just tell me I, you cried. I would. I, I'm nearly crying now. <laughs> I, 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 I'm welling up now as well. But like, I looked. At the, I couldn't look at this. I couldn't look at the children. I had to. I didn't cry, but inside I was crying. I was. I was done. Um, <laughs> and I was like, please let them move on. Move on to someone else. Let them move on. And they managed to move on. And I and I literally just went up to both of them and whispered. I said, thank you so much for saying that. You uh, literally made my weekend, and I, I'm I'm forever grateful. Um, and they gave me a hug and they're like, oh God, like, and I've never, uh, these eight students weren't even the students that I was coaching. They were new students. And to build that relationship within three days, like killed me, killed me. But like, it's why you do it, right? Yeah. I mean, and so you introduced me to this and I think it's a brilliant charity. Um, I've tried volunteering, but then COVID happens. Yeah, no, I know. But yeah, it's something I'd love to do. It sounds so rewarding. And I know I had, I just think if I had received that and so many kids I know had received that, some of the kids Mm -hmm. I used to teach martial arts too, like if they had received that in school, they'd have like ignited that power within them that comes from them so much sooner and you just think how much pain could you save them and how much growth can you give gently to them mm-hmm. through this and I think it's yeah. brilliant that people are doing it I just I love it Absolutely. let me give you I'll give you one quick story and this is an absolute game changer as to why yes futures are so good at doing what they do on that one of those weekends I think it's the second program I did. I had one kid in my group. I had 10 kids in this group. But, right, and I was a leader. I was their team leader. This one kid, he did not want to do anything the whole weekend. He was stubborn. He was fighting. He was shouting. He was arguing with, with the other kids. And I was like, and I kept saying to Sarah, the CEO, I was like, well, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't know what to do. She was, <laughs> like, she was like, Sanjay, just keep doing what you're doing. Trust me. And I was like, oh, okay. Anyway, on the third day, we had an activity, the zip wire. And this is, what, this is what happens when you put children in a different environment. Miracles can occur. This, this, this kid, right, he, he was scared. He's scared of heights. And everyone else did the zip wire. I hadn't done it yet. And I was like, and I was speaking to him. I was like, what's going on? What's the matter? He was crying, bawling his eyes out. I was like, do you want me to walk up there with you? And he was like, yeah. He goes, yeah, okay. He was stumbling, like couldn't even get, get his words out. His face was all red. Like it was really, really hard to look at. And I literally grabbed his hand. I was like, come on, let's go. Let's take a walk. We walked over to the zip wire. And we had to climb up these steps. And these, it's not it's not low down. It's like you have to climb up quite a few steps. And he was literally, I was grabbing his hand. I was like, so how are you feeling? Like all the way up was like letting other people pass. Like, how are you feeling? He was like, he's bawling his eyes out still, literally crying. Oh literally would not would not really want to go up there and i was like look 
let's just make it to the top. I said, if you don't want to do it, I'm not going to force you to do it. So it's completely up to you. But I said, one thing, I said, I want you to watch me go off. And um, he literally got to the top. And I said, how are you feeling? He was like, still crying, still bawling his eyes out. I said, how do you feel just to get strapped in? I said, don't have to do it, but just get strapped in. Then at least you're secure. And he was, and I think it was just putting him in that comfort of like, he's in a safe place. Mm. And he got strapped in, bawling his eyes out still. And I was like, how are you feeling now? Like, he goes, oh, no, I couldn't even get his words out. And I was like, I said, if you close your eyes, I'm going to count to three and then you're going to go. And, and he was just like, he was like, no, no, I don't want to do it. 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 And I was like, come on. I was like, I said, look, this is going to be a story to tell when you're older. I tell you, I said, this is going to be a lot of fun. I was just trying to make him laugh and trying to just show a funny side to it rather than the, you know, the scary side. Anyway, these are say, he managed to go, he went off. And I literally didn't even do the zip wire myself. I was like, I run back down the stairs because I wanted to try and catch him when he was coming down. Run back down, run over to him. He come down and he literally wasn't crying. He was laughing. He was smiling. He was so happy. And I was like, how has this kid just turned from being miserable, argumentative, like fighting to being happy, loving? Come over, run straight over, give me a massive hug. It's like, thank you, thank you so much for for pushing me to do that. He goes, I loved it. I really, really enjoyed it. I said, Do you want to do it again? He was like, Yeah. I was like, like, This is, I mean, this is just a prime example where you put some put a child in a different situation, miracles can happen. And after that, the whole weekend, he was literally like so nice to all the other kids, laughing, joking. Oh, I was like, oh my God. Like, I was exhausted, like mentally exhausted, but at the same time, I was just like, this is amazing. This is exactly why I'm here. It's exactly yeah. why. I mean, as you're, as you're saying that, like, one, <laughs> I can't believe he nearly pushed him off whilst he was crying. No, I would never push him <laughs> off. I would never do that. No, he has to do himself. But yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but what's coming up for me when you're saying that story is like, it's so deep because it's like, obviously it's such a transformation for that kid. But mm. I kind of, I think of all the times I've been really afraid to do something. Mm-hmm. and that that moment you've kind of taken that leap of faith like like with the coaching like with changing your life like with something's not working and I don't know what it is and I'm terrified that I'm gonna you know for me I had a really good job I had a good life I had good wage I had good friends and well, do I want to jump over this cliff because yeah. well, there's nothing wrong with it no there was nothing wrong with it I could have been very happy but there was something missing. And I think that's so synonymous with so many things in life where you're almost, the fear element is right before the doing. Yeah. And as soon as you step into the doing, that fear goes. Yeah. And it transforms into this, I should have done this sooner, I want to do it again. Yeah. And I, oh, I love that. I, lo- I think I'm going to take that with me. I mean, I love analogies anyway, and I love stories, but. Oh, yeah, I mean. I so true. <laughs> the beauty of this as well like just going back to documenting my journey i've made like countless amount of videos for them and one of those stories i told was for that uh there was there's loads of other stories like i'm just thinking about another one's making me well up i'm not gonna tell it now but th- i've got videos about it it's, it's yeah it's crazy yeah. crazy experiences but i'm forever grateful for having that experience and i'm definitely going to be back doing another program when when we can Deep. Wow. So I mean, so much in there and just like such a journey of, of discovery, of honesty. Yeah. Thank you for sharing so honestly and openly. I guess like one of the last things, and I ask this of a lot of people and I have stolen it off some other podcast. I can't even remember who I stole it off, but I really like the question and I openly admit it's not mine. But yeah. if you could get everybody in the world to listen, obviously this podcast is about 
living life consciously about learning from your life, learning from your mistakes, taking that in, allowing the learning to happen and leading yourself, if not anybody else. And you've given some brilliant examples of how just leading yourself can inspire others, just mm-hmm. leading yourself can help others. So what would you ask everybody in the world if you could get them to stop and hear one thing you can't leave any videos you can't leave any written materials the one thing they remember when they hear your name that they carry with them for life what would that be never forget your purpose in life i think yeah never forget your purpose in life i think without that i don't believe and this is just my opinion i don't believe you're ever going to be fulfilled and really truly happy I think if you find your purpose, nail it, the rest is history. You can you can do so much, so much. It leads to so much. Um, so yeah, I think I think that's that's a massive thing for me. Um, yeah. Brilliant. And so I guess what what is next for you right now? What's the experimentation play and excitement that you're looking forward to? I, I can't wait to get back on a plane. <laughs> I can't <laughs> wait to get back on a plane. I tell you what, like, as you know, like I, I, I'm, I'm massively into like traveling. I want to get away. I've got loads of places I want to visit. Um, but I think that's, that's the next thing for me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the thing is like being in lockdown and having this time to really slow down has really accelerated my coaching business. I think as a whole now and the way I look at it and the way I treat it, um, and I think I'm really just setting myself up for some amazing things coming in the future. A lot of traveling, a lot of, a lot more coaching. Um, yeah, I just, I can't really wait. I think I'm going to, obviously now I'm kind of taking it easy. I kind of want to see how it goes, but I think as soon as we can get back on the plane, I'm, uh, I'm going to be planning stuff. Yeah, definitely. Can't wait. <laughs> Wonderful. So, um, you know, living, living life on purpose. Intentional living. Brilliant. And if you're in the country and you want to, <laughs> kind of say hi to Sanjay I'm sure he'll say hi you're um, on Instagram you're on Facebook and we'll put the links in the in the drop below yeah thank you so much for your time and uh, no problem yeah we wish you well I mean I'm I'm obviously going to be chatting to you but um, I can't wait to see what comes next because you continue to inspire me so thank you thank you I inspire myself sometimes I don't know how I do it (laughs) but yeah you do say so yourself yeah there you go no thank you for having me on I appreciate it I hope everyone's taking some value out of this if you are listening Um, yeah really appreciate it Wow, some powerful sharing there from Sanjay. If you have been finding that COVID has brought you a time of reflection and discomfort and you have some fears about going back to life because you don't feel that it's what you want and you're not sure how to find what it is you want, then I hope this episode has helped you. If those feelings have been there before COVID as well, I really hope it's helped you find some answers or at least know where you'll be able to look for them i can't guarantee that you'll find it today or tomorrow or that there'll never be this feeling in life again but i know when we start on this journey of discovering where we want to live intentionally and we're not following other people's stories and paradigms when we start to take the reins of our life and really really need and step into where we want to be the rewards are huge Even in those moments when you question the journey, even in those moments when you're having the dips like Sanjay and I have shared, it is still so totally worth it and provides you with so much growth and learning to live your life better, happier and more fulfilled. 
If you have any questions that have come up from this session, or if you would like to book in a session, please DM me. I'm currently offering a free Space to Think session for anybody who needs it during COVID-19. Just chance to sort out your thoughts, look at where you want to go, and question what's been going on for you right now. Just have that reflective period out there and have some free coaching. If you don't need that, that's great. Maybe pass it on to somebody you think could benefit from it. And we're very happy to chat and see where we go from there. If you have comments on the sessions or any topics you'd like us to cover or stories you think we should be sharing, please also let us know and DM us. I'll pop the links below in the session notes for if you want to contact Sanjay. And I highly recommend going and watching his YouTube channel. It's really inspirational and will make you smile at the very least. Go well, live well and have an incredible day.